What's going on? It's June 22nd, 2021, 2021 years since when that's not the topic I'm getting into tonight. <laughs> that's that's a beefy, heavy topic. But it's Curtis Alexander Sterneman. That's the name that's on a birth certificate that has more information of mine on. And I'm looking right now at the current world population. We're nearing 7.9 billion. That's a lot of people. In fact, today alone, estimated 333,786. It's never going to stop. There are so many people in this world. Yet it's so easy for me to get in my bubble. I don't get it. Staying in check is always good for me to do. And I just have to throw this out there that I somehow managed to MacGyver the hell out of my little microphone setup. <laughs> and I am pretty pleased about it. Did it feel weird taking a belt and fastening it to something in a hotel room that wasn't some weird thing? A little bit happy that that's the route I chose to have the belt be the thing that set up a microphone. But this is going to be a good one tonight because I have been all over the place. I flew into Wyoming. Scratch that. I drove to Wyoming after flying into Denver. You can fly into Wyoming. Don't think Wyoming is like a, a flyless state. Now they've got flies, but you can, fly, <laughs> you can fly in there. If I don't laugh at my jokes, who will? So I flew into Denver and drove to Wyoming, saw an old buddy of mine. An old teammate had a good time. It was interesting being back in the college town. I'm not going to... Not much has changed. And I don't mean that in a way where it's like, oh, good old Laramie. But I think there are towns where it's, that's nice. You go back and it's familiar. But went to Laramie and then uh, it's just been a road trip. It's been a road trip all week, and it's been interesting. I can't believe it's only Tuesday. I've been driving. I calculated how much I'll be driving by the end of this whole little trip I planned. And then I was like, I wonder what the mileage is from New York to San Francisco. And after I do this little trip, which I'll probably say big trip after it's done, I will have driven nearly 100 miles more than if I drove just across the entire United States of America. America. But it's been good. The weather's been great. Montana? What a kept secret. What's going on, everybody? Did we know that this gorgeous, amazing, gorgeous, <laughs> this gorgeous, beautiful, amazing place existed? Driving has just been, I just keep saying it's it's just one of the most serene things. Whether it's the you know, maintain speed you can do. There's not many cars out there, but you, you turn the corners on some of these, these hillsides and then it just opens up and there's so many trees and so many depths. There's so many different layers of, of hillsides and, and trees and, and then you get the right song going and it's just like, this is life. That's crazy. <laughs> this is life. And this is, I'm sure there are other places in the world where it looks as great, if not better. But then to think that I'm getting this view with the pleasures that come with living in the U.S. And I just keep saying that because sometimes it's so easy for me to get caught up in how irritated I get about little things. And I'm getting better at it. So even saying that, I'm like, I don't really get irritated as much anymore. But it's just that reminder that it's just unbelievable, the amenities that we have. So... I'm in the hotel room. I'm getting more comfortable with the idea that most likely I'm heard right now, right? Like the the doors are thin. Whenever I'm walking down the hallway of a hotel room, I can definitely hear people. But it is what it is, you know? Last night, so I'm doing this new thing with work where I'm doing this like video. I want to do like a weekly video because I think when it comes to Zales, there's a lot that is just being flooded to potential clients because... They are entrepreneurs, they're business men and women, and they're constantly getting, you know, these proposals for buy, buy this, you know, let's start a partnership with this, or let's do this together. And 
if you just keep using that same medium to get across to somebody, you're going to get drowned out. They're not going to listen to you. They're not going to give you the time of day. And if they do read it, they're, you know, just for the information that I get sent to me, I'm so disconnected from it already that I don't care if it's the best thing that I could benefit from. I'm kind of giving you half, if not a quarter of my full connection to that. And what's really funny is, and this is a good anchor for me not to like get too off track with the the purpose of me just kind of having this like e journal to to kind of remember some of these things at this time of my life. I went to this gym in Chicago called Export three times as a guest. Ever since then, it was like last December, December of 2020. I've been getting like weekly <laughs> texts from a guy who works there, and it's actually changed. It used to be this guy, his first name started with an S, then it became this guy, first name started with an R, and now it's this guy, <laughs> first name starts with a C. And it's just like, hey, Curtis, it's Blank from Export. Just want to let you know about our sauna and, and um, free training session. Come on by and let me know. And I keep, and it says, if you want to opt out, do stop. But I don't because I get these texts and I immediately think to myself, okay, obviously I'm going to disregard this immediately. But what could this third guy whose name starts with a C, Mr. Third Man Export, what could he show me or what could he send me that would get me interested beyond that initial disregard? And I thought, screw it. If I am just sitting there, I don't even know, I don't even know if you can do this with like some of those automated messages, but like a quick little video, like, Hey Curtis, it's third guy who's worked here. Name starts with a C. I just wanted to give you a quick tour of the gym and have that like personal but also like just a different medium. Who knows? So that's something that I kind of entertained and I've been kind of excited to kind of keep it in the same line with what I'm doing with these is it keeps me honest. It keeps me showing up to this almost like developing hobby that I've got going on. And so it was, it was really nice to, uh, I, I did a second one yesterday, but it was stressful. And the reason I bring this up is because the whole idea of just getting comfortable talking in a hotel room is, you know, I can sit here and I can be like, okay, I don't know. I don't know who's going to hear me. Who cares? I'm <laughs> I'm here for tonight. You know what? If it, it's not too late, it's not like it's midnight and I'm just like going to town on this microphone, which sounds weird, but I was doing the video <laughs> yesterday and I, I took so many takes. I just kept hitting record and I would mess up and I would hit record because I kept getting in my head about not only was I dragging on kind of what I was going into as far as the products and introducing myself and the I thought the body language was weird and because I've got the podcast microphone I was thinking well maybe I should try to like download iMovie on my computer and then that way I can like do a video on my phone but then record it on the microphone so it comes in really well and then I just I don't have my stand right here and as I said I kind of MacGyvered this whole little setup so it's kind of hanging here off a lamp but then I just looked like a weird anchor man, like in the middle of a hotel room. And I just kept doing all these different takes. But through it all, I just got comfortable with the fact that, you know, that's something that it was always hard for me to get over is like, what are people going to think if they don't have the full story? And because I'm behind this closed door, because. I'm saying things at a volume that can be taken out of context. What's going to happen? And that's where you almost have to raise that thought with the idea of be strong enough in who you are to where it doesn't matter if there's a misperception because you know who you are. And that's been kind of a good step in a good direction for me. And just the driving. I've just been... because obviously the states that I'm traveling in right now, they're not very dense in population. So I'll go to a town and I'll visit a couple offices and then I'll just have to drive like no less than three hours. But the, the drives are amazing, gorgeous views, no complaints, but just all that time in the car, just by myself out of the city. I don't have all this stuff going on around me to just almost kind of like slow down a little bit. And it's just been really nice. So, you know, 
this is the first solo recording I've done in a while. I've been kind of on a really good schedule with Max. It's been kind of nice to have kind of a weekly thing. And I recently actually got a message from a friend from high school. We don't talk a lot anymore. But he said that he's been listening to him. And that was honestly a surprise because I just figured it was like Max and I would listen back to them. My mom says she's li- she's listening, but she's got all these other podcasts plus Keith Urban to listen to. So, you know, and it was just, I don't know. It was just really nice to hear. And it was almost, um, you know, if if he is listening right now, you need to know it was kind of a challenge to me because it was now that I know that somebody has taken to listening, do I take that in a direction of, okay, great. I've gotten the positive reinforcement that there's some entertaining qualities to what I'm talking about, or do I stay locked in that push on, okay, what's, what's the truth here with the current situation I'm in. I'm not trying to develop some like faux personality. I'm not trying to become like this Uber kind of, please just listen to me. I swear I'm interesting. It's just kind of a a neat tool to have. And it's also fun to know that I can't leave a thought unattended too long without having to connect it to the next thing and, and to keep building. And then from there, it's kind of like, okay, where, where's everything going to go? But I don't, you know, I honestly, I was getting ready to do this and I was wearing a, I went to work out. So I went to, when I went to Iowa for, uh, work and then I met my mom drove out and then we went to visit, um, relatives. I told my second cousin and his wife, I said, okay, you know, I, I, I'm not too needy. I just, I, I've got to get my run in in the morning. I've been pretty good on running and I just thought I would run around the neighborhood. I didn't think anything of it. And then my second uh, cousin's wife sent me a link to a local trail. And I had never thought about doing that when I traveled. And the the difficulty with traveling to some of the hotels that I stay at, are there, I'm like gargle mouth, they're right by highways. So I'm obviously not going to run on an interstate. And so when she sent me the trail, it just, the light bulb went off. So being in Montana, this was the second day that I went on a trail. And I just thought, it's just those little things where it's like, if I didn't stay on top of running that weekend, or I didn't make it a point to want to do that, then the suggestion wouldn't have been posed to me. And now I wouldn't be enjoying some of these little things when I'm traveling as much as I am now. And so that stuff, I just, I just kind of think about because it's just like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I view those moments as like catching them in stride. And that's so difficult to do sometimes. But for me, honestly, sometimes life is like, if you aren't catching those moments in stride, you have an opportunity to push and work harder to get back to catching them in stride. And there's something so different about when you're just cruising and you notice something and you have a quick answer for it and then you go to the next thing and you have a quick answer for it and then everything just starts to roll in the best way, in the best direction. And then you have that moment, that drive on a interstate in Montana while you're winding through the, the valleys and the hillsides where everything slows down and you get to look back at it and you're like, wow. It's pretty incredible how everything's been kind of rolling out. The other thought is if I'm speaking clear enough to where I can pick the next word without having anybody here next to me, then where is the direction coming from? What possibly could I be leading to? if I'm alone. And I think that's the other huge key with why I love doing these is because the direction is one of the most amazing parts of being live is that you 
can dream and imagine what future success feels like. And you can lock in on that and you can become just this machine almost of what you need to do and and when you need to do it and down to, you know, if eating this right now is going to be beneficial for me tomorrow. You know, and that was a big shift for me is sometimes I don't think about the drastic change physically that happened after I stopped playing football because I didn't think about it. I was done playing a sport that was my entire that probably sounded weird entire <laughs> entire life. And then I just knew that because I didn't have a sport to lean on for being a 300-pound O-lineman, that one, if I already didn't really have an excuse to be that way, two, if I didn't do anything about it, I was going to hate my knees and my back in like 10 years. So I was fortunate enough to have a best friend in college who was in a similar situation and we just got after it. I mean, we were on one of the most strict workout schedules and had the best routine I've had my entire life. And it just all happened so fast. And then what I don't think I realized was I dropped so much weight so fast and so much in my life changed so quickly that if there was going to be a natural process in adapting to all that, I kind of bypassed it and I didn't allow my ch- myself the chance to kind of acclimate to what that progress was for me. And I kind of had a breakdown. It was rough. Like summer of 2017, I come home. I thought I was going to stay out west, Colorado area. I still don't quite know how to feel about So in the last recording I did with Max, I kind of alluded to the fact that right now my family, I'm kind of taking a step back from really connecting with, you know, parts of my family. The good news is I I reached out and the mending has has begun. And that family member is, is my sister and she moved out to Colorado and we were talking about getting an apartment together after I graduated because she wanted to get out of the Illinois. I had to get a career started and then things changed for me and I left and I went to, I went home and went back to Illinois, but she fell in love with Colorado. So I still, you know, and maybe this is me kind of owning up to that a little bit and, and saying, you know, I, I never really known how to truly feel about, if I did the right thing or not because she got to experience a place she loved all by herself but she also relied on the support that I could provide and then I said all right well I'm not too sure so I'm gonna go back home to mom and dad so that was kind of the the first domino of it all but the weight loss I I think honestly just shifted my mood my behavior so much and I, I dropped the weight so fast and probably not in the best way. You know, people always ask me like, how did you lose all that weight? And I just say stair stair stepper. But the truth is, is, you know, intermittent fasting was kind of the craze at that point. I don't know if it still is. I was religiously not eating until two. And when I did eat, it was just like three things. It was like, I was still eating, I was still eating cheese at the time. So it was like cheese sticks because it was, you know, mozzarella, low fat cheese like deli slices, little cutie, uh, clementines. Cause it was like, a you know, in case low blood sugar, you know, get a shot of some, some natural sugar and cottage cheese and, and, and like rice cauliflower. Cause those started to become pretty big too. Like those, um, those different ways to eat like, you know, veggie pasta and all that. So, I mean, I, I really it was, I was so motivated because I, a pretty serious relationship of mine had ended and football ended. So I was so hell bent on just drastically changing so much, whether it was of my environment or myself, just, you know, that I, 
I wanted to get so far from what was felt during all of that change that I, I just didn't even look back. And then when I finally had that slowdown, which I could have used to drive through Montana a little sooner, you know, it was just the most painful acclimation, acclimating, acclimation, acclimation is not a word, acclimating. The reason I said elude the way I did, if anyone caught that, which I'm just kidding, I didn't even barely remember that I said it differently. I was on a work call and I said something like, so is that something we can allude to? And <laughs> and then I heard someone on the call go, allude. <laughs> so I got off the call and I'm like, did I use that word right? <laughs> so I Google allude and it says to escape or evade. So I spelled it E-L-U-D-E. That's how I Googled it, which is how I saw, you know, that's how I thought that's the word I thought I said. And so I take a screenshot of it and I send it to the the team uh, that I work with. And I said, uh, what is the word that means like hint to? Uh, it's obviously not a lewd. <laughs> and then someone just sends uh, the, the different spelling of a lewd, A-L-L-U-D-E. And I just said, okay, good. I'm not hopeless after all. I'm telling you, this whole like make up word things is, is not a joke. I, I tried to pass off the word selectful once. <laughs> that was like two years ago. And a doctor was like, uh, selectful is not a word. <laughs> if, I, if nobody laughs at my jokes, who will? So I went through that drastic weight change and acclimating. I don't think I gave myself enough credit mentally to think that it could have been a physically motivated um, situation. You know, it was, I was just moody. I was just up and down. I, I had no sense of, it was like being grounded was just next to impossible. And my, you know, family's hung in there. I, you know, I'm so sorry if this is kind of taken like a, a depressing route. It's just, it's the first time that I've kind of had so much clarity on the situation. And it was just interesting. And I, I, you know, I I definitely think it's something that I'd like to get into more with someone here to actually kind of bounce some ideas off of, because it is definitely probably one of the biggest rabbit holes that I have, you know, and obviously, um, I would say more like, um, relative past of the last couple of years, but definitely something that, you know, I'll be excited to have my peace with and kind of be done with it. But it was a pretty wild ride a couple of years ago. So I got done doing the run on the trail because now I know when I travel that it's better to, instead of running around like a parking lot, <laughs> to go and maybe drive 10 minutes and go to a trail that I can just park and, you know, get a run in and then head back. Sorry, rental car companies. If the car, if you're like, why does the seat, it doesn't quite smell in here, but I've got a suspicion that someone was sweaty in this chair at one point, (laughs) but I do the trail and then I come back and I was thinking, okay, what am I going to talk about? And I packed a lot of work, like button downs and workout clothes but I didn't pack a lot of just like hanging around t-shirts, you know, more just like casual shorts. And so I went to Target the other day and I bought some Goodfellow shirts, okay? I'm not kidding when I tell you that I bought a Lululemon t-shirt about a month ago. These are, I'm wearing it now because I just, I picked one. I, I put all my clothes on the bed and I picked one. So I am wearing the Lululemon shirt now. This T-shirt, I'm th- I, I think is like sixty to seventy dollars. Okay, I'm not proud of that. Okay, everybody, I am not proud of that. I went there to get a jacket and one pair of running shorts because I wanted a pair of running shorts that had a zipper, and I was hoping I could put my phone in it, and I did. But these iPhones are so damn big now that no matter if I put it in my pocket. Or if I buy one of those just like crazy 
huge armbands, which is like, oh, it's an armband, so it fixes a phone. When your phone is the size of an iPad, it's, it looks ridiculous. So I still like run with my phone in my hand. But I wanted to go to Lululemon to get shorts that I could put my phone in. I tried it, didn't work. But I go to the store, and you just get so like, oh my god, this, and these clothes are so... They're so fancy. They're so high end, but they're so casual. How did how did the store master casual and fancy in the same realm? How did they how did they craft this material, this lyrica? I think it's it's called. Because when I got the shirt, I said to myself, "What what's the magic behind this cloth?" And so I, I bought the shirt. I caved. I bought a seventy like seventy dollar t shirt. And it's probably one of the most expensive shirts I have. But I go to Target and I go to Goodfellow. It's a little Goodfellow. I know Target's got their own little brands. I go to Goodfellow. Not little. They're big. People probably exclusively have Target wardrobes. And I see this beautiful setup of these t-shirts that look oh so similar to Lululemon. Just that very classy just really great tones and I go okay all right good fellow what are you gonna what are you gonna do me in for six bucks I bought three of those so <laughs> I go to uh I get done working out and I get in the hotel room and I'm thinking okay what am I gonna talk about and the first I was kind of getting anxious because I'm like oh I haven't done a solo one in a while and then I didn't know the the microphone jig was going to go as well as it did, so that got me excited. But I'm in my tank top, and I'm kind of still a little bit sweaty, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to do this in a tank top. Like, come on. I don't want my hairy shoulders exposed while I'm, I'm you know, giving the, the secrets of my life out. So I'm like, let me go for some of my good fellows. And then I was like, I could talk about Target's amazingly, um, you know, low prices for quality clothing. You know, that could be a topic. So the the good news is I did get to that. The bad news is I don't know what's next because that was about the extent of what I thought I was going to talk about. I was in line the other day. So now I'm going to link it to a recording that I've done in the past. So if you haven't listened to those. I wouldn't because they're really long. But if you do want to listen to them, (laughs) I brought up twice. I don't know how it came up twice. How we think, okay, so there's like, there's a build up to this. So there's um, all these decisions that we have to make. Okay. And sometimes those decisions, they're so clear. And you just know to your core, that's the decision that needs to be made. But then you look around at the world we're living in and you have to almost give yourself more credit than you might even be giving yourself now because something like candy, just since I was a kid, and I think in most people's eyes, I'm still a kid, the options have just gone to the moon. Reese's. So I'm standing in line at this gas station and there's this humongous Reese's cup with pretzels in it. Now I'm not going to buy it because I like to feel good about myself. But <laughs> I look at this thing and I'm like, point proven. Why do they keep coming out with stuff? <laughs> so it's memory time though, because today's, you know, not about me talking about the world and all these things. It's about me being at an age where it's fairly easy for me to look back at details of things that I experience and to have a good memory of it. And I want this to be something fun to listen back to. So sometimes when I get a little shaky and you know, the decisions that I'm making because I'm thinking of all these different people that I've had the privilege of meeting in my life. And and the more people that you meet, the more people that you have to take into consideration. I truly believe that. I think that if you're someone that meets a lot of people and you don't do that, you're missing an opportunity to have a amazing, serious, drastic impact. 
in the world because those people have given you the opportunity to connect with and if you have the capacity to stay in check with it all hell yes but when I start to get a little shaky because I'd like to think that I try very hard to stay in check with everyone that I connect with I default to thinking about high school and I'll be honest there are days where not often I'd say maybe once every six months the whole scare of did I Curtis Sterneman the football playing jokester did I peak in high school and then I have to remind myself that the peak is eternal baby that thing keeps on climbing but I default to high school because there are so many different viewpoints that I have on it as I continue to push and stress how many perspectives I want to have in life and a few of those perspectives are why was it so easy for me to joke around and to find moments where a comment could be said that would just cause you know some laughter a reaction you know any attention was good attention right and when you get older the reason why and this is what I've I don't want to overthink humor I think it's good to be left simple and sometimes the best humor filled moments are the simplest and unplanned and they're they just pop out of nowhere but when I'm trying to have the joy that was felt when I was younger and it was just some serious moment that was broken with just a little you know sense of humor I think it's because when you get older you actually like care about things and you actually want to pursue serious things where in school you're just kind of told sit here listen do this make sure you have this done and so when you're somewhere where you don't want to necessarily be and there's anybody who's kind of breaking that um predictable series of events it's kind of it's kind of funny but as i've gotten older and even now i'm starting to get that bug of like i'm pretty serious about what I want to start pursuing. I want to start taking the goals that I have in life a lot more serious. And so I don't know. I just, I default to high school because much like this export guy who texts me and he tells me that there's a new, you know, I don't know, tanning bed. (laughs) Don't ever do a tanning bed. Like, just if there's one thing I can tell you, just don't do it. Just, it, it just nothing about it seems right. But he tells me about the tanning bed, and I disregard it, and I hold on to that feeling, and I think, what could be different right now in a positive way that would captivate my attention just a little bit more? And I, I take an idea of a moment or, or something that I felt, and I try to understand it better. I do that with what I remember from high school because those moments were just effortless or thoughtless. It was just being there and then having these thoughts pop up and and just having this just pure reaction to them. But I'm 26 now. So it's really cute to be able to look back at high school, but I got to grow up. I got to do it. And I've got a lot of tools to do that. About three months ago, might even be four now, I had gotten enough experience. Well, not enough. Let's back up here, Curtis. I'd gotten some experience in my sales job. Let me say that again, my sales job. That I thought it would be a good opportunity to see, now that I've kind of taken the step into sales, what else is out there in sales? Because when... I think about, let's say my dad, he's a dentist, my mom is a nurse. When you pick a a career in, in that realm, it's kind of like grow your practice. So you look at like other things you can bring into your practice as a dentist, which 
shout out to Dennis. And I'm not, listen, if there's someone listening who I work with, I'm not saying that to be a kiss ass. Honestly, and my dad's a dentist, so I've seen it my entire life. The amount of stress that a dentist undergoes because of how many moving parts they have to keep track of owning a practice is unbelievable. That's just the, the, the foundation of it. Add in addition to that, that they're in an industry that gets more patience based on the, there's two, there's two main things that I personally see in dentistry that make or break an office. The first thing is your staff, your team. If you can keep the same team members and your patients are seeing the same team members year after year after year, there's that comfort, there's that familiarity, there's that home feeling. You're their dentist, you're in, in the, the front desk person is their front desk person. The second thing is the healthy balance between pursuing the next innovative service and getting very good at what is working. Because in dentistry, the constant evolution of what you have to advertise as far as like the tech that you have in your office or the services you can provide is just unbelievable. You have to keep up with different lasers and you have to keep up with different scanning machines and you have to keep up with 3D printing machines. And it's all this technology you have to keep up with that sometimes I think when I don't kind of make a point to think about all that, it's like my dentist is okay. I go there to get my teeth cleaned. That's great. But behind the scenes, it's just crazy what they can maintain. So when I was kind of looking around a little bit, because I was thinking, okay, well in Zales, what's sort of the path you take? Is it, and here's the interesting thing about it. Zales is, there's so many different perspectives you could have on it because you can take like the salty perspective. So just to get that out of the way, the salty perspective is that I've got to nickel and dime things. I've got to find out all this information. I've got to do all of these moves that are going to be better than the next Zales person. And I've got to be like strategic in like this covert thing. And then you can take the, and and I, I never like to live in that mindset because I think as soon as you become like the shark, you really run the risk of someone catching you when you're not being that like bubbly, like happy go lucky. And now you're just an asshole. And so <laughs> the, the very fortunate place that I'm in, in my Zales career, is I work with a company that their dedication, and I'm not just, listen, I, I spit out the Kool-Aid as, as fast as it's coming in because I try to stay in perspective with it all. But the, the amount of work that goes into just supporting the product that's being provided as far as studies, as far as the, um, you know, surveys that, that are produced. That's when it comes to like a really great meeting or a really good conversation with a potential client, that's the make or break is if the conversation stops at like, so how much does this cost? That's a customer. When the conversation continues to this is what we have done and this is what we're doing to continue the support, that's when you get into client, that's when you get into partnership. And so that perspective of Zales, you really become that consultant. And I'm sure if anybody has done anything in, in Zales or even if you haven't, you've probably heard the, the term consultative selling. That's kind of like the, the newer wave. It's not this like elevator pitch thing anymore. It's like, I'm going to provide a product, but also support assistance, all of these different things as, as far as like 
me, I'm also part of why you're choosing to work with this company is because I'm here whenever. And I like to live in that. You know, when I first started working with my company, it was a lot of account management because my boss actually now promoted, which was great. That was some, something that happened about last year. He lived down south, and he was actually flying up to the Midwest to maintain those accounts. And he set those accounts up gorgeously. It was amazing to have the opportunity to manage the accounts that had the foundation that his work had. Once again, I promise I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. It's just really hard for me not to sit here and be in this like grateful, appreciative mindset and not be like, okay, seriously. It was incredible. And it still is. And now it's fun because the product knowledge is backing, you know, this, hi, I'm Curtis, you know. So these brand new offices that I've never heard of. Prosomnus. So, um... I got experience, you know, I've been with them for about two years, uh, actually just over two years. It was two years in May and I, I started to think about, okay, well what's next? And in Zales, there's a couple different routes that I see as of now. And I think, you know, as time goes on, more will develop as it always does. And the one thing is, is you stay with one company and you kind of move up, you become like, you start as an associate, then you go to like account manager or rep. And then maybe you go to like a director of some sort. And then you go to, you know, when you really put in some time, 20, 30 years, you know, possibly VP, not at all. Something that I'm thinking about. I honestly, I love the fact that as I'm sitting here in a hotel room in Montana, that I still get to scour the, the streets I still get to travel around so I think I'm I'm in a perfect spot and then the other option is you start to hone in on some of the skill sets of zelling and you start to go to different companies different industries in some cases and so that was sort of um uh, a possible route that I I was thinking about and it was just interesting to kind of see what it was like to go through the interviewing process as a salesman. You know, you, you have to show that you're personable. You have to show that you can keep a conversation going. You have to show that if you're given information, you can retain it. You have to demonstrate that you like solving problems because a lot of the times, you know, I can get a phone call, you know, I need an update on this. I need to know about this. If I experience this, what is my solution? And so I, I do like that. And I also really like follow through. I was trying to find a bakery, which is another just weird thing I love about <laughs> what I do is I get to bring, you know, baked goods sometimes <laughs> donuts early in the morning oh this is this is embarrassing how much love i get out of this and i go to these offices and i just get to say thank you so much for you know the opportunity to work with you and in some cases it's you know i've just been researching the area it would be such a privilege uh, to work with you. I just wanted to stop in, you know, leave this for the team. You know, obviously you guys are doing some really great things here. I just wanted to, to, to drop by. And then of course, you know, lunches and everything. So I drive into this town in Montana and I search this bakery called Tandem Bicycle Bakery. And this is just a testament to the follow through. So I drive down this little walkway and I get to a point where it says authorized vehicles only. And the only reason I'm telling you this is because it was like on three different accounts. I was in my car driving around thinking, am I really doing this for cookies? Like, am I really trying to find this bakery, <laughs> which is taking me like 10 minutes for cookies? There's probably another one, but it's that damn follow through. 
So I parked the car and I start walking. <laughs> and there was construction happening and I couldn't find it. But I just had that thought of that reinforcement of, well, no shit. I really do love follow through. I am walking in a suit in a town I don't know, parked my car to go find this damn bakery that I just cannot see. <laughs> so the problem solving is a big plus for me. The follow through is a big plus for me. So in just kind of looking at what's next for me in my Zales career, it really, there's so many different places it can go. The one thing that I do think about, and I don't want it to be said with any concern, if somebody is listening that I am the, their salesman, I love traveling right now. There's no concern that this is going to be an issue for me, but I have talked to people in like their 50s or 60s that were in Zales and they started to bring up things like, I just wasn't able to get home to see my kid's soccer game or things like that. And I'm not saying that I'm, you know, have any idea of a dead set. I need to have this by this or this by this time, or I need to be this old when this happens. But you just hear those things and you're just thinking, okay, well, you know, it takes common sense for me to piece those two together. You know, he, he or she was in Zales. I'm in Zales. This is a perspective they have. What are the things that are going to happen where those, you know, that could potentially be the case? And everybody's got their own path. I get that. And who knows if, you know, things work out where it's the perfect, you know, thing for when I'm older and it works out perfectly. Like, ideally, what I see being like the the best situation possible is you, me, you know, speaking here, um, you know, I work with a company that they're traveling is to some places that would be great to take family. And now it's something where I get to be productive. My family gets to enjoy, you know, the, the trip. And it's a win-win. So, obviously life works out how you'd always like it to. I, I get that that's exactly how life works. So, <laughs> you know, we shall see. But it's just things that, you know, I guess to tie that back to the whole big idea of that's the most amazing thing about being alive is that pushing on this is the dream I have this is the success I see myself achieving what is it going to take to get there what makes it difficult is it's almost like you know there's there's few things that I I could say are like fundamental things of life gravity of course Need for water. Yes, you got to breathe. Absolutely. So when it comes to that dream, when it comes to pursuing what's going to bring that that euphoric joy of success, the moments that get you furthest in that journey are the moments that, at least for me, are the moments that I want to go the least distance, whether it's being tired, whether it's not seeing the return that I wanted, whether it's all of these things that have just timed up so perfectly to be the most motivated, uh, motivator killer. But I don't know what it was. I've just kind of decided that when those moments come, push, push on that shit as hard as I can. And sometimes that push as hard as I can is it, it's not that much because everything is timed up for me to be tired. Everything is timed up for me to go, hell no, there is no way that I'm going to keep, I mean, look at, look at how things are going. It would make no sense for me to do this, but even just a little bit is more than nothing. And even just a little bit is more than doing nothing. Plus, you know, going back, and it sounds like the most cliche thing, but I was thinking about it, shower thoughts. That's another weird thing I don't get about life is why sometimes do some of the most like aha moments come when you're showering. And why does it feel like you have to, get, you have to say that? Like, so I was showering and I thought this idea, at least for me. 
And I've heard other people say that. So if you say that, hell yeah, that was a good connection we just had. But the idea of um, what's something you always hear about people that kind of you know, pushed on life and got to a point where they started to find that success that they always knew that they either wanted or they, yeah, I guess wanted, you know, nobody can tell the future, but they always say, sometimes it goes to God. Sometimes it goes to, you know, like, you know, thanks. Thank you, Lord. Or, or, you know, thank you. You know, and, and goes to family, which I owe almost everything to family. You know, when I talk about a couple of years ago with everything that happened, which I'll be excited to get into with Max. So there's your teaser. I'm not happy that that's the teaser because it's like, it's real. It's not like I'm trying to like sell anything here or should I say Zell? So the, um, thing I was thinking shower thoughts was how do you get across what it takes or what it feels like it takes to continue pursuing a dream that if you said it to somebody, they would just smile at you and say, good luck, buddy. But you know that life is already so crazy and wild and beautiful and wonderful and, and unexplainable that how can you limit what I can do to the degree of, you know, obviously I'm not trying to fly. Okay, let's let's put some boundaries on this. But what what could break through the? Because when I'm watching award shows or whatever, I hear people say, you know, just never never give up and never stop dreaming and never. And and I'm like, okay, well, why don't I connect with any of that? Why does it just seem like I'm listening to someone who's like saying, like, you know, they they went to the producers and were like, hey, so when I have to like get into like how I'm successful. Like, what do I say? And they're like, Oh, use this one. Like here, just see, you know, say something about this and this. I feel like it's the same thing every time. Now there's two thoughts with that. Either it really is those things. And those are the keys to success or there's a, you know, more interpersonal way to think about it and more analytical way. Shower thoughts. I'm thinking analytical and I'm thinking, what if you broke it down to a more moment by moment and not a grand scheme of like, ever since I was 10, I knew that this was something I wanted. Because moment to moment, what it feels like to me is, as I was saying, everything is timed up to be the biggest weight on my chest, to be the biggest weight on my shoulders, to be the most intimidating path forward. But if I just push that rock a little, if I just stress a little bit more then the momentum begins again and those moments that are being caught in stride begin again i don't know it's just i don't know when i i honestly think that running has been like a big help for me is because you know and as i say that i'm like thinking immediately i can run like there are people that have had accidents where they they can't run and something that I found is amazing is as I'm running and, and my body starts to go through that fatigue and I just kind of flex a little, you know, I get, like flex my core a little bit because I don't want my back, just, I don't want to start compensating when I'm running. And I'm just thinking to myself, all I'm doing is just moving my, this is a leg workout. There's, I don't need to get super drastic with my arms. It's what's moving me, my legs, my core. I've just got to keep that and just the physical push just somehow translates uh, to just that mental thing is it's just that mind body connection is it's like I don't know it's just something that helps me so I just want to kind of share that right now you know I'm not trying to be the you know the person to provide guidance I, I sometimes don't even know what direction is the best direction I just wake up and I make sure that when I do have the, the privilege of connecting with somebody and I do have the you know pleasure of, of interacting with somebody that I always stay pretty aware of all of these, you know, I, I try to give myself like as many possibilities as I can, because as soon as I think I'm 
in this tunnel vision of this is how it is. I'm already wrong. Because that's, you know, like I said, in life, fundamentals, a foundation of things, few things are this like true tunnel vision of things. Gravity, yeah. You can't really outthink your way from the weight of the world. But <laughs> I would definitely say that I I am one of 7.9 billion. And just today, probably now, right? When I started this thing, it was at 333,000 births today. Births, births today probably like 350, 350,000 new people just showed up, everybody. <laughs> so this is helpful. It's something that stresses a part of me that I just don't see other places doing so, nor do I think other places should do that. This is a very, you know, personal, all the the noise has stopped for the day. I'm winding down. I'm, you know, thinking about my future outside of, you know, a weekly work goal or a physical goal. It's just kind of me simultaneously trying to reflect on my life and also have some sort of plan moving forward. And the last thing that I'll, I'll leave with is when I was bringing up the most amazing thing about life, or one of them, is the fact that we can envision future success. We can have a dream and chase it. We can visualize. I mean, even if you look at moment to moment, right? Because sometimes it's good to stretch your brain as far as you can 30, 40, 50 years down the line, but then also count the seconds of right now and just to bridge that gap. When you look at like athletes visualizing success during a game or how many times do you hear, you know, Olympic athletes visualizing a, a time in a race or a height reached, whatever the case may be, that the human experience allows you to pursue sometimes what could be viewed as the impossible. So when I sit here and I'm reaching one hour by myself in a hotel room, talking to a microphone that's being hung up by a belt on a lamp and this jar of peanut butter in front of me, smart balance. You can tell it's a healthy peanut butter, but it's still pretty good. <laughs> the thing that keeps me on a path to know this topic, this topic, and sometimes I, I honestly don't, I just keep talking is the fact that I want to end up at a place in my life where the things I'm experiencing, the experiences that are being put in front of me, are so out of my mind unbelievable that I have no choice but to be amazed at what life is. That's it. And it's a scary thing because you have to be open to, maybe that means a, a bull nose ring piercing. I don't, I hope it doesn't, <laughs> but it's just that anything. Now, where you get some reins on that is character. And that's what I never really had growing up and maybe that's why I default to high school is because it was a time where I wasn't Curtis Sternman I was this just person in a in a scene in a moment in a classroom that just blindly said things that was going to get a reaction and I never created beliefs or values and I just did whatever I had to to get a reaction so now that I'm thinking about life in a way where it's, okay, what, what do I stand by? What do I value? I feel so confident in that beautiful, amazing, unpredictable nature of life. And there's a lot that's going to come up in my life that 
I'm never going to see coming. But I believe that it's the work I do in character value that's going to allow me to view it from all the ways that I need to to get the best feeling and growth out of it. But it's 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 a daunting thing. I mean, life is a daunting thing. And for 350,000 people that <laughs> were born today, best of luck to them. Best of luck to all of us. But it's June 22nd. I've got another gorgeous drive tomorrow. And I uh, just hope that, you know, I just heard someone in the hallway. So now I'm like in my head about like, oh, God, oh, God. But like I said, who cares? I'm leaving the hotel tomorrow. <laughs> so thank you for listening. I hope you're having a wonderful week. And until next time. Good night.